Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Jim Howe, the late Jim Howe from Maine. Ryan Parker on piano, Les Harris Jr. Here on The Humble Farmer, thank you for listening. We read that some boys 
recently stole $200,000 in cash from under some poor fisherman's mattress. And I asked on my Facebook page why anyone would go into a neighbor's house and steal. Robert, long, long time radio friend Robert down in Brunswick, gave me the best answer I have ever heard to that question. Why do people steal? And Robert said, It takes money to do things. You always hurt the one you love, the one you shouldn't hurt. At all, you always take the sweetest rose and crush it till the petals fall. Now, excuse me there, Mr. Carl Grayson. I'll tell this little girl all about this year's situation. Now, honey child, you knows that you always seems to break the, uh, well, the very kindest soul of our heart with a hasty word that you just can't seem to recall. Honey child, honey lamb, honey baby, honey doll, honey pie. Now then, if this boy, now mind you, I says, uh, if this year boy done broke your heart last night, honey child, honey lamb, honey baby, honey doll, honey pie, is because he love you the most of all. <laughs> heard that for well, probably a year or two since we heard uh, Spike Jones playing on the radio. It was very popular a short while ago. Buying a Mercedes like I did back in 1974 to save money over the long haul was ridiculed by patriotic Americans. Way back then I noticed that people with lots of money bought Fords and Chevrolets and traded every four years. I thought it would be smarter and more economical in the long run 
to pay a wicked $7,500 for a Mercedes that I could drive for the rest of my life. And of course, 40 years later, there isn't a speck of rust on it, and it's still going strong. My truck now has over 300,000 miles on it, and driving a truck for 300,000 miles does nothing for the economy. And anyone smart enough to earn over 40,000 a year can, and, and they probably should trade, you know, trade for another car when they get 250,000 or so on it. Trying to make things last is certainly not what is expected of a patriotic American. We are expected to what? Surround our children with colored plastic toys and buy replacements at Walmart when they break. You might compare a man who bought a 240D Mercedes in 1974 with the crackpots of today who put solar radiant heat in every new concrete floor that they pour, and by so doing avoid paying a huge power bill by generating their own electricity with the free rays from the sun. You can go out on the street anywhere in America today and find any number of people who tell you that using solar energy is not an economically sound investment. They will also tell you that this ISIS has always been our enemy. Because these things must be true because they heard it on the news.
nice changes. Jerome Kern, probably. Who else would have such nice changes in the bridge? Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com, and I'd love to hear from you. While sitting in the living room for the first time in months and months, it was bright and cheerful there with plenty of false afternoon sunlight, I put my book aside and picked up a New York Times a friend had left behind. And on the front page I read that a nine... You won't believe this. A nine-year-old girl killed her experienced and qualified firing range instructor with a machine gun. Could this happen anywhere but in America, where, for a steep fee, you can take your child to a recreational shooting range where they can fire the weapons of their dreams? Automatic machine guns, sniper rifles, grenade launchers. In my mind... I saw a child struggling to hold up the kind of hardware we have seen over and over in the old movies of the Valentine's Day Massacre. It wasn't until I saw a picture later that I realized that nowadays, weapons that spray bullets can easily fit into a pocket in your pants. Well, on the same page, further down another article, I read that police shot a crew member who was filming a segment for the reality show Cops. And it reminded me that when I was 12 years old, I craved guns, wanted guns. And because my eyes must have been exceptional back then, like Ted Williams, you know, good eyes, I was very handy with a twenty-two single-shot Remington rifle. And I even bought a $2 pistol from a classmate when I was in high school. And I marvel now that I didn't kill myself with this thing. But in recent years, I've been very nervous. I get very antsy around guns because accidents happen. When anyone breaks out a pistol they want to show me, I ask them, please put it away, please put it away. It wasn't all that long ago. You remember this. It wasn't all that long ago that a Maine police chief shot himself. And we have to believe he didn't do it on purpose. I've seen large holes in my hen house door, and you can ask to see them when you're here. And these holes would indicate to me that at any given day during hunting season, a high-powered bullet could easily go in one side of my old wooden house and out the other. And I think about these things. Anyway, since the other day, at least one little girl will be able to boast that when it comes to real life, She has killed more gun-savvy people than Clint Eastwood. You can expect more of this kind of thing. As you well know, it won't be long before they will be coming for us, and savvy Americans want their young'uns to be ready for them. Like you, why should we spend money? 
love scenes Exactly like you, you make me feel so grand I want to give the world to you You make me understand Every foolish little dream I'm dreaming Every scheme I'm scheming I know why my mother taught me to be true She meant me for someone exactly like you Is that how you say it? K-R-A-L-L. Plays piano around. Some of our friends and neighbors are sure that it won't be long before they will be coming for us. So some of our friends and neighbors have a good supply of food in the cellar and they keep guns under their pillows. If you pay attention to the news, though, 
you know where the so-called bad guys get their guns and food. They get their guns and food from the people who have food in the cellar and guns under the bed. They take them away from them. Now, it's always been that way. In every age, in every land, I read a lot of history books. I read, it's everywhere. In every age, in every land, gangs of roving bandits, or, or call them armies, if you will, have sustained themselves on what they could pick up by the side of the road. Oh, curse upon old age. It's been so long since I picked up anything by the side of the road.
do 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 do. Is that beautiful, beautiful friendship? Do 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 do. Here on the humble farm, I'm aware with any luck at all. You can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank, thank you, thank you for listening. I am the humble farmer at gmail dot com. Love to hear from you. And if you are old enough, you have heard of men who keep their wives barefoot. But you have to be very, very old to remember of hearing of barefoot wives, because think about this: nowadays, most women in Maine are likely to have six, or perhaps even eight pair of shoes. Yes, the more I think about this, the more I realize that if you are over fifty, or uh, I mean, if you are fifty or younger. It is very unlikely that you have ever heard of Maine men who keep their wives barefoot. This is because Maine men who know that life is already difficult enough as it is. These Maine men have discovered. They discovered long ago that they do not want their wives running around barefoot. As you well know, I did not pluck this topic of barefoot Maine wives out of the air merely to have something to talk with you about today. You know very well that it was thrust upon me without warning by my wife Masha, the almost perfect woman, who said, "You did not vacuum around the dining room table." Well, you know that I'm a pretty fussy housekeeper, and if I had seen crumbs on the floor, I would have immediately vacuumed them up. So I said, "I do not see anything on the floor." And this is the point of my story. So please listen, listen carefully. My barefooted wife said, "I don't see anything on the floor either, but I can feel the grit beneath my feet." sweetie leave me why did we have to part no other sweetie can relieve me of my aching heart why can't i have the sunshine sunshine instead of gloom why do i have to With shadows in my little room. When the night is calm and peaceful, loving hearts are all in tune. There's two lonesome people in the whole wide world. It's me and the man in the moon. When the little birds are nesting, and I listen to them croon, there's two lonesome people in the whole wide world. It's me and the man in the moon. Just before I'm counting sheep, through my window he comes to peep. And with each other we're sympathizing. 
looking at the happy sweetheart While they sit around and spoon There's two lonesome people in the whole wide world Just me and the man in the moon Just before I am counting sheep Through my window he comes to peek And with each other we're sympathizing Looking at the happy sweethearts While they sit around and spoon There's two lonesome people in the whole wide world Just me and the man in the Ukulele, Ukulele Ike, from 1929. Even before I was born, in a recent local newspaper, you might have seen a letter that, well, it could have made you smile. This letter was about a gubernatorial candidate for the upcoming election. In reading it, we learned that so-and-so would make an excellent governor. Listen to this. He would make an excellent governor because he has significant business experience. (laughs) If the purpose of government is to serve the people, would not a sociologist be the best possible person to have at the helm of your state? Is it not your understanding that a businessman knows and cares more about making money than he does about people on hourly wage who can't afford to have their teeth fixed. The writer of that letter has very deep pockets and probably an excellent dental plan if he wants to see Maine run as a business. Here's just one example of the difference between government and business. It was once the practice of business to dump chemicals into main rivers. Business, writhing, complaining, and kicking, finally quit polluting your rivers only because you petitioned your government to protect your health. You know, there, are, there is still a handful of people who believe that a government exists to serve the people. A good state government can build roads, maintain the infrastructure, facilitate education, ensure our health and safety, and by so doing, provide a generous environment where individual businesses can flourish. Thus, of course, invalidating any businessman's claim that, I've done it all all by myself without help from the government. Those of us who want a world-class businessman to be our governor are presently very happy with the one we have now, thank you.
Liza, Liza, I taught that song to Mark Perry, the great piano player, years and years ago. He came to my house. He played it in every key, and then he went home. <laughs> he didn't figure he knew it until he could play it in every key. Not long ago, someone asked me why I was painting 
the sign on front of our Grange home. My friend said, why is this your responsibility? Well, a little history. My grandfather helped build this Grange all over a hundred years ago. When, when I was a kid, 19, let's see, 1950, all... When I was a kid back then, 60 years ago, all the old people went to Grange. And, of course, most of us were relatives back then. And there might have been two or three people there from away, uh, two or three miles away, Bruce Head. Now, I'm a concerned member of the community. I can't do much else. Not long ago, at one of our monthly Grange suppers, we raised several hundred dollars for the family of a sick little girl. We provide a building as a Grange. We provide a building where members of the community can hold meetings or parties. And and the other day I spent over an hour digging bull thistles out of the field beside the Historical Society building. Now I could have been doing something for myself at home. I could have been making radio program, writing a column. And also, seeing as you asked, I'm master of the St. George Grange, number 421. I belonged to this Grange for at least 64 years. And of course, being master of a Grange is like running and winning a seat in the legislature. You do it because no one else wants to do it. And of course, if you're old enough, you realize that master of the Grange is just a title. Because just like everything else in the world, the Grange is run by women. Old men, no matter what you call them, pretty well do just what they are told.
the bound. She live it down, deep, 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 the bound, down, the bound, down, on the bound, the bound, down, the bound. Show the bound, 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 no, she won't hold him. 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 She won't Scream, but I have to do the this fine to call it. But they hate this call, but they get it. But they think for the hangers class. Maybe school, the bong, the hound, the skin, the hound, the fun, the dawn. It'll be all the fling for the scream, but I hate this call. The guy explains part of the cabin to go for the guys to get out for this poor and they haven't done the hooking guy. Shine the vein, the only gigger. He be spooling my line of a high school at all. He be full of the hangman from the burden, the burden, the burden, and the fame to go from the hand of Hugo. But this blind is always the high gigger. Joseph Moyne the Kylie, whatever the haggish claw, the whole important big guy for the finger girl. He devatar, the Bacatan, she been the Vodokotoko Bessiba, it went on, she guy, for the Melecata, and the thing for the Honor's gone on, and the Vonor on the dog, and the thing for the Spamla Hennish claw, for the spring, but the Hennish claw, and the Hennish claw, peace and love. Clark Terry, of course, doing his famous mumbles for years. We've opened the, we used to open the show with mumbles and close it with the incoherent blues. What was I going to say about that? Oh, yes, that was probably recorded in Europe because you could hear the, even if you couldn't understand it, the phonology was well, had a German nature to it, a little bit of German, a little bit of Italian. So he'd probably been doing concerts in Germany and at Italy, getting worked up for that. Our bed and breakfast friends of many, many years, Dr. Karen and Professor Peter, invited us out to supper one night. I do not enjoy eating out. After paying our monthly health insurance premium out of my monthly Social Security check, I have $152 left. And the thought of anyone blowing two-thirds of a month's income in one evening for a few plates of pan-seared scallops. Well, it's inconceivable to me that anybody could do that. I, I feel the same way about throwing away money like that that some people do when they see their neighbors on welfare get tattoos and buy cigarettes for themselves and cola and potato chips for their kids. My wife's different. My wife, Marsha, the almost perfect woman, enjoys eating out. My wife has the intestinal fortitude of a subway rat, and my wife can even eat exotic foods from away like quiche and yogurt. So, dressed to kill in the red jacket she got at the Salvation Army store, Marcia went out on the town to hoot and holler around with our friends. I gave her my blessing. And I asked her to be sure to say hi to any friends she encountered on her gastronomical adventure. Because I knew, I knew that Marsha knows everybody. And I'd already enjoyed half a night's sleep 
when she finished up with the supper and came tripping in, woke me up, it was 20 minutes past eight or so. She said there was a crowd at the restaurant's door. Even then you didn't get in without reservations. And sure enough, she told me about the neighborhood friends who had been seated right at the next table. Now, I'm not going to name names, but it goes without saying that they haven't lived in town all that long. And when they moved here, they brought their sailboat with them, which says quite a bit about the clientele that keep our local restaurants booming. I can't think of any natives who are so cavalier with their cash, can you? Anyway, I am grateful to our friends for treating Marsha to a feast that she says she enjoyed immensely. And listen to this now. I mentioned to them that because I didn't accept their most welcome invitation, they could now afford to take Marsha out and feed her again. Thank you. 
Be seeing you in all of those familiar places. Something rather only fools with funny faces. I don't know the words to that. Thank you for listening to Normal Farmer. Almost time to get out of here. Do you a little tip for you? I like to pass along something you might use. Do you use Gmail? Do you hear from your friends because they are unable to see your contact information that you have appended to the bottom of your email as a courtesy? Do they ask you for your address and your phone number when you've already sent it, but they don't see it? As you know, it's hidden now. Here is how to have your signature visible in any Gmail you send. You go below your signature that you can see, hit enter three times, bam, 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 hit the A box, or the A in the box, and then click on the quote button. Hit enter twice, and it does not work. Hit enter three times, and it does work. Now, these instructions that I'm giving you now won't help you because you won't be able to remember them, but you can see it illustrated with pictures. Try it a couple of times until you get onto it. I can do it every time now. If you Google, you can find the website with pictures on how to do it. Google these words. Tricking Gmail out of trimming your signature. Finally, a website that actually tells you something that actually works. Now, I'm going to throw this in here. You know that I never brag, but last week I also got Google to move my address down to the correct location on Google Maps. How and why they ever had me living up at my father's house, I'll never know. A grown man does not live with his parents. I moved out when I was 29.